Welcome to I Might Listen But I'm Not Interested podcast, a Real Housewives Rewatch podcast with Kathy and Sean. We're going to jump right in with Angie Kay from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Now, she is a friend of the show. She is not a full-time cast member, but we have some alleged, I just want to say allegedly, in case we get in trouble. We don't need any checks or any, you know, what? What? Do, I mean, you're the legal person. What do they call it? Verifying? No, not verifying, like when they're trying to sue you or something. Oh, lawsuits? Yeah, no, I don't know. Serving, serving, oh, you know? serving. And- Summons and complaints. Yeah, yeah, not the good kind of serving, like not like serving an outfit, like, you know, actual like legal serving, whatever. Anyway, so Angie Kay, I'm not even going to attempt to say her last name. I apologize. Her name's like super Greek. But um, yeah, Angie Kay, the Greek one, um, allegedly when she signed on to be a friend of the show, she just assumed that Bravo and NBC would pay for all her expensive. Allegedly, again, let's just say it again. Um, but she was never made a full-time cast member. So Bravo allegedly dropped her and left her to pay for everything that she had spent on for the entire season. And she also thought that Bravo would pay for her rented cost, not costumes, her rented, like everything that she rented, apparently her dresses and, you know, like, let's just like be real. Like, yeah. These women, those costumes or whatever, I mean, not costumes, you know what I mean? Those dresses they wear, those are not theirs. Like, those are all rented for the most part. Yeah, yeah. you think so? Is that, that's how they, they do things? I'm sorry, you think those women, those reunion looks are theirs, those $10,000 dresses? No, those are rented 100%. So she just assumed that Bravo, again, not even a full-time cast member, she assumed that they would be paying for her rented confessional looks, her rented this, her this, that, and the third. I don't know who told her that, but that's what she assumed. And then she also spent a lot of money on makeup. And she says that she was very upset and she refused to pay for the bills and then went on to try to allegedly sue Bravo TV. And then they basically terminated her contract permanently. All alleged, I just want to say it one more time before we get served papers, but um, this is what's happening to Angie Kay, allegedly. So there's no contract that says you pay for this, we pay for that. Well, yeah, you're the legal person here, so you would know. But I don't know. I guess she assumed when she signed on to be a friend of that they would pay for stuff. But from what I understand, Bravo doesn't really pay for much like. I know for friends, maybe they're they're like the they're not the full time cast. I don't think that's it. I think like, okay, first of all, because not everyone you you don't like have to do it. It's not like a um, requirement to rent confessional looks like, yeah, it makes sense to rent confessional looks because they look expensive and confessional looks are supposed to be classy. But no one's telling you you have to rent your confessional looks. Classy. Also, like. She, I don't know how many confessional looks she's going to have this season, but like I'd assume like she would only have one because what we've seen in the past is that other friends of the show only have one confessional look. Like, I'm pretty sure. The price of, you know, fame on this show. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, it's a shame because I know some fans are upset that this might be true because some fans 
actually were calling for her to hold a snowflake, they call it, on Salt Lake City. Um, some fans were calling for her to hold a snowflake um, next season. Now, now, if you hold a snowflake, do you have to pay for all this stuff? Yes, because no one told you you have to dress like that. I mean, let's be real, right? If say I want to, because let's think about Dubai, because the Dubai women have also been accused of renting confessional looks, which, you know, as they should do whatever you need to do. Um, the Dubai women, okay, a lot of them were accused of renting confessional looks or renting this, renting that. And it's like, that's fine, but don't expect someone to pay for your $10,000 Armani dress or whatever, or Moo dress or... Keeping up with the Joneses. Exactly. Like, if you want to wear rented confessional looks, that's fine. Because realistically, I mean, are you going to wear it again? Maybe not. You know, maybe you're just wearing it for TV. But I think she was a little naive if this is true, because you can't expect, I mean, I, again, I don't know how many confessional looks she has, but as a friend of, you really don't have that many confessional looks from what I understand. Also, every housewife themselves only have, for whatever reason, they're only given three confessional looks a season. So if you even, you, say she does have three, right? And she's only a friend of, but say she does have three confessional looks that she rented, right? That's probably like, Let's just assume you're looking at almost thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars of clothing, maybe up to a hundred thousand. Depends, right? Let's just assume that it's up, maybe the most a hundred thousand, the least like thirty thousand. Let's just assume that's how much she spent on the confessional. Not like Glam Squad too. Exactly. So, like, just for confessionals alone, like some of these women will probably spend at least six figures, and that's oh, their business. That's crazy. Well, you have to be re- realistic. You have your glam. You have the outfit. Some of these, uh, some of these confessional looks, you can look it up online. Some of these confessional looks are like five to ten thousand dollars one outfit. They're not that great. I mean, it depends. There's a lot of confessional looks and a lot of women. I know, but I found like sometimes it, I don't know, they don't look good, some of them. I mean, I actually saw Angie's confessional look for this season, and it wasn't bad, but it wasn't anything that I would expect. Like, you have to have, like, you know, like be paid or rented for, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like to accuse Bravo and sue them, it's just a little, like, it's a little much that no one else before her has done this well i guess she just assumed like i don't know like like here we're looking at the confessional look right now by the way what do you think uh <laughs> well okay i know you yeah i mean i like it describe it um she's got a very low cut um purple jacket i think right or is that a jacket that's not a low cut that's just an open jacket. I don't think she has a bra on. Well, that's not the point. Okay, yeah. It's a nice, I'm like... describing it for the audience. Okay. It's like a sequin. It's like a purple sequin, and it has a lot of cleavage. And it is a nice... Oh, here... Oh, oh. Actually, now that I'm reading the caption. <laughs> My first confessional look was in fourth grade at the Greek Orthodox Church. Okay, we're sort of bored now. Sorry. Anyway... Um, so she says my first confessional look. Um, so I guess that would mean that I guess that's confirming that she will have more than one confessional look for this season of Salt Lake City. So anyway, um, there, there, that answered my question from before that she will have more than one confessional look this season. This stinks because she's out of luck probably 
and they fired her because she said something. Allegedly, allegedly, let's just remind the people. Allegedly fired or terminated, whatever you want to call it. But I just think, you know what, Angie? Um, I don't know you, so I can't speak on you. But, you know, uh, if you wanted to rank confessionals, looks, then you got to pay for it. And uh, it's a shame because you probably spent a nice six figures, uh, figures I would assume, because I know uh, most housewives would probably spend around six figures just on confessional looks alone, which I know it sounds crazy, but you want to look nice when you're talking in front of that camera. So, um, but I do, I do feel for her because she's a friend of, and ain't nobody told this girl <laughs> that you got to pay for all of it. I mean, the crazy part is alone is that, a lot of these housewives don't even get paid that much money, especially a friend of. So you really do have to put in a lot of the money in yourself. And that's why a lot of these women, you like, you have to afford to be a housewife, basically. Yeah. I mean, if you want to um, play, you got to pay. Exactly. So we wish you the best of luck, Angie K from salt lake city but um we're gonna move on to our next topic of the day and this is all the way to miami which is the south of us and it's lisa hawkstein claims from the real house of miami that she is unable to buy diapers and food after her husband lenny hawkstein cut her off so she has two kids with this man right and by the way, if you don't know the backstory, because I did my research, I came prepared today. Um, she was living in a $50 million mansion on Star Island, Miami, with her husband, Lenny, who is a plastic surgeon in Miami. In poverty. <laughs> right. $50 million, Not too bad, right? But um, here's the thing, though. She, he was cut. Uh, he, he did cut her off. And um, I think that, like, what happened was... If, I remember my research correctly. <laughs> it was that she originally did not want to move out of the house because, I mean, who wants to move out of a $50, uh, $50 million mansion? And, um, I mean, we saw the house on Miami, like, when we watched the episode. It's a beautiful home. They have an infinity pool, and it just looks like the house never ends, you know? And um, he basically, I guess, got her out of the house. Um, first, he evicted her, or whatever you want to call it. Oh, my goodness. With the children. I guess with the children, and apparently his Get out, you kids. <laughs> yeah, and apparently Get his that woman with you. <laughs> apparently, the mistress is living with him in the house now. Yeah. I, I wow, that's just low. Yeah, so she's claiming that she can't pay, afford diapers, basically. So this upcoming season in Miami, which does premiere this week, by the way, um, should be interesting for her. And um, she's claiming that she filed uh, her second urgent motion for temporary support from a strange husband, Lonnie Hochstein, after he allegedly cut off all access to his American Express card and court documents filed on November 16th and uh, now obtained by page six exclusively says that the Real Housewives of Miami star claimed she tried to buy diapers and food for party for the party's minor child and the credit card was declined. She then said, that not only was the famed plastic surgeon ha has the famed plastic surgeon failed to transfer money into her account for several months, but also took away her car and insists that she use a two a two door to support their children. I guess that's like what a car. A two door car. Yeah, I mean they have two kids. I don't really know what he expects her to do, but um, 
Apparently, his strategy is now to force Lisa into submission by refusing to give her or their minor children any direct support. Um, what a great guy. Yeah, she also says that he allegedly um, has been unable to properly, uh, properly care for the kids. But at the same time, he threw a six-figure Halloween uh, party. And um, he also, she took the kids trick-or-treating in an Uber. And because she couldn't, like, get any vehicles, like, he removed all access to the vehicles. So it's it's psychotic. Mm, Sounds well. like a nasty divorce. But um, wow. that's just such a fall from, you know, riches. Right. And then she's upset because he's throwing, like, a six-figure Halloween party, but he can't provide support to the two children, you know. And um, she's requesting that they have him maintain reasonable financial status quo and establish temporary support and award um, attorney fees. So you probably know more than me about this because obviously you're the legal person. So what do you think like overall of everything that we just. Well, I think like a lot of times when lawyers get involved in divorces, they sort of make it worse because it might be amicable in the beginning. And then the lawyers are like, well, you have a right to this and you have a right to that. And no, you shouldn't give her any money. No, wait till we do this. Well, you know, like, I think like all the decency between two human beings gets, you know, clouded by the lawyer in their ear saying what their rights are and everything. Really, just think about what's the right thing and the wrong thing. You don't love her anymore. You had an affair. And you want to leave. And, you know, do the right thing. You know, support her. You know, you were with her for years. And, you know, it's, it's a difficult thing, divorce. It really is. Because I do, you know, I dealt with them at my job. And it's really what nobody... that. A, a judge on the stand, let me tell you, does not care about all your drama because in the end, you know what your marriage comes down to? Dollars and cents. Not even the kids? Well, besides the kids, you know, obviously that's another thing. That's custody and all that. But most of a divorce is about you get this, you get that, and that's it. And it goes down to dollars and cents. And they slap their signature on it, and your life is changed forever. Yeah, it's it's a shame. And I do want to note that um, she has been married. To, uh, this is what's awful, too. She has been married to him since she was 26 years old. She's now 40. So that's 14 years of her life. And um, that's like most of her. I mean, really, that's really when you're 26. She got married to him. That's really a, you know, a pivotal point in your life, 26. Yeah. And he's 15-ish years older than her, so he's in his late 50s. And I just want to say the worst part about this is allegedly the mistress that we're talking about is a Bad Girls Club alumni. (laughs) And I'm sorry, no, no offense to the Bad Girls Club, but you cheated on a real housewife for a bad girl? I'm not trying to be rude, but I mean... Aren't the bad girl? I feel sorry. I saw, excuse me, I feel really sorry for her because 
like in the confessionals that she did, she's like, I have such a great life. I got mm -hmm. this guy. I got my kids. We have this. Like, she's totally been blindsided, apparently. But she did, he did have, she called it a, an emotional affair, right? Yeah, and I don't even know. Yeah, she said an emotional affair she with a two. Denial, really. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know even if that's the same woman. But apparently he, in her words, not mine, he had an emotional affair with a $2 hoe. <laughs> and yeah, that's what she said right like, but i don't know if that's the same all i know is that apparently i don't i he could have had multiple affairs so like i said i mean don't know but i know that a bad girl a bad girl from bad girls club was involved and let me just say um no offense to the bad girls club that's their own show that's cool but those girls are known for their anger issues that's literally what the show is based on and I'm just saying, I know a lot of them are very successful. Well, you know what? Let him marry them. What? <laughs> and he's going to so regret divorcing the other lady. Right. Because, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, Real Housewives is above Bad Girls Club. Like, it's a different, it's a completely different show. But I'm just saying, I mean, I don't know who this girl is that he had this alleged affair with from the Bad Girls Club. Like, she could be a whole different person. Because a lot of those bad girls, like, they live very normal lives now and stuff like that. Like, they're not, like, how they... I mean, that show came out in, like, the early 2000s when they were throwing punches. A lot of those women aren't throwing punches anymore. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying it's it's funny for reality TV fans because they're, like, we are probably laughing. I know a lot of people were laughing oh, at him. Yeah. Like, you left a real housewife for a bad girl. Like, it is a little odd for you. You guys all probably know that type of girl on that show. Right. Like, it's a different type of woman, I'm sure. I mean, I don't really know, but I think I saw one episode with you, and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, I watched the one, um, Angela Babbage's season. Shout out to Angela Babbage's. Um, but um, no, her last name is not Bad Bitch. It's Angela Babbage. Like, it's, it sounds like that. <laughs> Oh, that's unfortunate, but it's, it's not unfortunate because she is. Thing too, yeah. Yeah, it's it's not a yeah. Um. Okay, I want to interject because about this, the the, the couple that we're talking about. Okay. Yeah, the Hawks thing. Okay, the husband is in the show. What episode was it, Sean? Or just this season, or whatever? Yeah, it was last season. It was like the first episode. Okay. He totally seems like he's not in love with his wife anymore. Yeah, I mean, we definitely saw that because, like, um, I mean, she even to get him to say I love you was like a chore. And then, like, apparently she accidentally called him the wrong age on at his birthday dinner. Like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. That's not the end of the world. And she's like, honey, we're so happy, right? And he just looked at her like, you know, like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, something like that. It wasn't like we're so happy, but she was like, um, we're so in love or something like yes, that. Yes, yes. Like after 14 years or whatever, we're so in love still. And he's like, uh-huh, yeah. Like he just had a weird. Just total phony smile. And I think. I No, I agree. Um, no, but I, I definitely feel bad for Lisa. But I have to say, this is why we tune into Housewives, because this is going to be such a big storyline in the upcoming season coming out this week. So I do feel bad, but I am interested to see it play out. And uh, Lenny, I mean, I know that a lot of people seem to like you, but I think this season of the Miami Housewives is going to make you look so bad that um, all those people who are like, oh, 
Lenny's such a good house husband. Yeah, no, not anymore. Because <laughs> I do see on the internet talking about him. Oh, he's such a good husband. Yeah, no, absolutely not. But um, I feel bad for Lisa, and I am definitely intrigued. I know it's going to be an interesting episode. I mean, I, they're going to address it on Wednesday, Thursday's episode, I'm oh, sure. Wow. I'm sure they will. Yes, definitely. But yeah, good luck to you, Lisa. We really hope the best for you, and we can't wait to watch. So next up is Mia Thornton from The Real Housewives of Potomac. And this lady is saying on her story, Please save your coins and stop wasting money on those bots that antagonize my page. I am the marketing director for my company. We recognize bots when we see them. And just a side note, the IPI address is easy to track. Tread easy. Um, I'm sorry. This woman, by the way, says publicly that she is the marketing director of her company. Now, those of you who are Potomac fans know that the woman has claimed for two years that she is the CEO of her company. All of a sudden, she gets attacked on social media by haters, and she's the marketing director. Sounds to me like a pathological liar. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, there's issues there with uh, the truth. I mean, I don't understand. How are you going to go on this show? And like, again, I will say, Mia, I don't really know you that well. You just got on Potomac, and I've heard things, mixed things. But I will say, don't go on national TV and say, I'm the CEO. And then you go on Instagram and say, I'm the marketing director. You got to pick one because that's not, that's not, you could say, I used to be the marketing. Maybe she thought the marketing director was the CEO. Well, maybe she should get an education and Does like figure that CEO? out. Does she know what CEO means? I don't know. If she understands what it means. But allegedly, <laughs> she took over the CEO position for her husband who's now retired or something. I have no idea. So she was she was handed the CEO title, but now we're finding out that that's probably not even true. Maybe her husband was the CEO and she wishes that she, he handed it down to her, but he didn't. I don't really know the story, but the woman is saying she's a marketing director and it just does not make any sense. Also, can we talk about the bots? Because obviously I don't like condone any like buying bots to hate on people. Um, that's not the part that I'm talking about. I think that's, you know, I mean, she's right. You should save your, stop wasting money, like, like buying bots to comment on my pages. Like it's sort of silly, but I, I do think that if you're gonna go and talk about, oh, like tread, e like sort of seems threatening too, though. Cause the way she's like tread easy, it's very like, uh, just, just, I don't know. I think the best a thing sometimes is to just like leave it alone or like limit your comments if that's what you need to do if it's gotten that bad you know what i mean yeah um put me on pause <laughs> what does that have to do with anything <laughs> I was just thinking of like you know who lisa renna and um when andy was saying about how her social media is crazy and she's like put me on pause well, I'm just saying, maybe that's what she should do, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what her deal is, though. Like, what is she, like, I don't know what she did. I mean, I know that she hasn't had a positive reaction on Potomac. I don't know if this is because she threw a drink on someone, which I heard about. 
Um, well, that's nothing in uh, housewives land. I know, but like there must be a reason why people are buying. If people are actually buying bots to antagonize her, like she did something wrong, you know. It's Diana. Diana. <laughs> oh, oh, from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a different city, but you never know. I don't trust Diana, so I wouldn't put it past her. Who knows? <laughs> a different city. Sorry. Yeah, no. I mean, it is a different city, but I really don't know. I mean, I don't trust the girl. Okay. Um. Diana, I mean, but Mia, stop <laughs> the bots. Yeah, enough with the bots, people. I've had bots attack me too. Not that I'm to their level of fame, because believe me, I'm not to any level of fame like that. But I've had bots too um, comment on my stuff. It's not fun, but I can't imagine like hundreds is what she's saying, I believe. Um, that's not fun. That's awful. No, but it is awful. But I just like, but. The thing is why people are here's the thing the problem with this this thing that she put on her story in my opinion you go on here right and you talk about how you're the marketing director you saying you're the marketing director on your story people aren't even going to listen to whatever else you're saying about these bots attacking you and cyberbullying you because you just said you're the marketing director and now everyone's talking about wait a second lady you said you're the CEO so that's the focus now like, you know what I mean? She should have just said, like, don't even talk about your job. I don't know what it has to do with anything. Just say, oh, as a someone who works for this, whatever. The fact that you put you're the marketing director and backtracking on that CEO title now is going to be the focus of this post. It's not going to be the focus is now not that you're being cyberbullied. The focus is that you look like a pathological liar saying you're the marketing director when you just said, I'm the CEO of this, that, and the third. Okay. But it's the same thing, Sean. Yeah, in her mind, but clearly she needs to go back to school and find out what CEO means. Anyway, it Mia. Means, it means marketing director, Sean. Yeah, in her mind. But anyway, <laughs> good luck to you. Um, we'll see you on Potomac eventually. <laughs> and um, stop lying, maybe. I don't know. Or, or if you're going to lie, just have your facts straight because you can't be saying two different titles and two different... You know, it's just people. That's the thing about reality TV. We always remember if you give yourself a title, we will remember. You can't backtrack. So we are continuing with our episode last week. Obviously, we got a little carried away last week and uh, just talking about the intros of the pilot episode of Roni. Yeah, we yeah, we went over, let's just say that. But just to remind you, we are recapping from season one, episode one of The Real Housewives of New York City. Originally aired March 4th, 2008. Now we're up to the part where Bethany starts to talk about the Hamptons and its summer culture and how people basically like to show off their wealth in the Hamptons because you can't as much in the city. In the city, you can have a really nice apartment, but realistically, your New York City apartment is i mean well it's not a house in the hamptons let's just say that you could get lost in the city too well not in a new york city apartment you can't i know but you can drive by a house in the hamptons but you can't really drive by the apartment oh oh yeah that yeah now i get what you're saying i was like lost in my apartment in the yeah, city yeah. i would hope not <laughs> like let's not i mean no they probably do they're so big I mean, I'm sure Jennifer Lawrence or Daniel Radcliffe, one of those celebrities, have one that you can get lost in. But, I mean, I don't know about these ladies. But 
Jill talks about how everyone likes to buy in the Hamptons because it's where their friends are. And I mean, that totally makes sense to me. I mean, I would be buying in the Hamptons. I want, I've want. i always said I want to buy in the Hamptons. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah nice. It's probably like, I want to say, what would you say? I'd probably say it's um minimum million dollar house there. Oh, God. It's probably like, if you're talking nice area. I mean, the Hampton, all of it's nice, though. Like, I would just oh, say yeah, the minimum. Like, the base house is a billion. I would say, yeah. But anyway, just to get um from our... Starter home. Yeah, from, from our perspective, I would say that a starter home in the Hamptons is a million dollars. So that's just how it is. So uh, that's a dream. <laughs> but basically, it is known as one of the most expensive communities in the United States, which, um, well, according to Jill, but I would have to agree. Or if not, she says, if not, the most expensive, which I would probably have to agree <laughs> as well. I mean, unless we're missing something. But uh, Jill and Ramona happen to be tennis friends. I don't know what that means. Is it like party? Fr- you know how they have your party friends? Like, I guess that's like sort of like that. Like we're we don't really we're not really friends like that, but we play tennis together. Just like we don't we're not really friends, but we party together. Like I guess that would be yeah. what that is. I didn't realize how important tennis was to uh, the rich people. Let me just say, tennis is boring, and I don't like it. So um, even if I did sure. become rich, I don't really want to play crazy. tennis. No, I'm I'm not. Tennis is not for me. Like, I can't cover that much ground, okay? Um, I'm used to volleyball where you have six people. Uh, that is running around covering a lot of ground. No, but that's the thing. Volleyball, you have six people covering the same amount of ground as you do in tennis. No, thank you. Anyway. Um, also Jill is friends with the land. So Jill seems to be the one that is like, not like, I don't want to say the leader, but she's the one who knows everyone sort of. I know. I think, um, well, the first thing that comes to mind is pushy. Well, okay. But like, I don't know, but, but like, look, I understand her because we're from New York. So I don't know if she's pushy. No, I wouldn't say she's pushy. I'm just saying she's not. I wouldn't say she's the like not the leader, but you know what I mean. Like she's like the glue to the group. I I, I would say just from this first episode, I noticed because she's friends with that like all of them. Really, she knows all of them. So yeah, she, she's definitely part of the societal um, framework. Exactly. So she considers. said. Yeah. So she can. Uh, she also Jill is considering sending her daughter to this detox center for arthritis. And I'm confused because she basically says, oh, my daughter has bad arthritis, so I'm going to send her to, I mean, let's excuse the word, but um, fat camp. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's true. Yeah. I'm confused. What is what is your daughter's arthritis? What Like, I don't understand why. Like, like... Yeah, it was- confusing because when she was talking to her daughter she said talking about losing weight instead of the arthritis that's what i didn't understand because she's like my my daughter has terrible arthritis i'm gonna send her to this um this camp or oh detox center i'm sorry whatever even overweight really she wasn't overweight and she's 14 like calm down 10 pounds if that she was 14 who cares i don't know you're so awkward at that age and you're not your full body, really. By the way, I did a little research. Her daughter's now 30 and looking good. So clearly the detox center was not needed or it worked. I don't really know which one. <laughs> um, but basically, um, 
they are practicing tennis. And um, after she practiced tennis, this is what she talks about with the daughter, which is a choice. And then we go to Ramona playing tennis. Now, mind you, uh, they like have coaches or whatever who are professional tennis players. Like Ramona has one, Jill has one, and they both want to beat each other. And Ramona has this tennis coach who is a pro. And um, he takes his shirt off while like teaching her tennis. Now, to me, he seems like a goof. Um, first of all, I think it's unprofessional to take off your shirt while you're like teaching the woman tennis. It's just weird. Like, I don't really get it. Like, what are you showing us? Like, you know, she's a married woman. And like, is this what he does? Because like, what does he go and like have like, you know, these affairs? Because it seems like he was trying to like make something happen. I don't know. Like, he seems like the type of guy that is capable of like swooping into a woman's marriage and just like taking her away. Well, I think these guys have to make a living and uh, maybe that's part of the whole, um, you know, job security. Okay, keep her shirt on. Teach me tennis and keep your shirt on. But she's not complaining. Um, And (laughs) I don't know. For me, I just weird. Like, it's weird. Keep your shirt on. You can teach me tennis all you want, but I don't want to see your pecs. I don't want to see your nothing. I don't maybe for some women they like that. So But it's weird. Like she's like flirting with him. She's like, oh, and then her friends are there. And um he makes like some corny joke. Like, um, they were like, Oh, can you take the pants off too? And he's like, You'd have to pay extra. I'm sorry. What? Like, I I don't understand. Like, what did I just witness? It was just weird, okay? And I don't know who this man is. Um I hope he was happy with his, like, 10 seconds on TV. I hate to say it. In the Me Too movement, you know, if the roles were the reverse there. And and just, you know, all women, you know. You mean a woman taking off her bra teaching a man tennis? No, I'm just saying if a woman said, oh, you know, can you take it? If a man said that to a woman, it would be viewed in a different light. He did say it to a woman. What are you talking about? No, she said to him, well, does it cost extra if you do it with your pants off? No, he said that. That's what I'm saying. He sounds like a goof. Oh, he said that to himself? No, she said, can you take the pants off too? And then he was like, it would cost extra. Like he's well, that's saying where she said that to him is inappropriate. Yeah, well, they're both unprofessional then. Ramon is unprofessional, and so is her goofball of a freaking tennis player guy. I don't know. I just think it was weird. And then the next thing we have is Alex. And apparently her and her family, they find it like like it's too much work to go to. Now, this I didn't really understand what they meant by this, but they said it was too much work to go to the Hamptons, even though it's like literally closer and not even the plane ride. Um, but yeah, they said it's too much work to go to the Hamptons. Yeah, it's the suburbs. But but the point is, you don't have to take a plane. So they decide to go to St. Bartholomew or wherever that is. I don't know. It's some, like, place. I, it's literally, I couldn't even tell you. But they oh, go to St. Saint... Bart's. Yeah, I know. It's some famous uh, rich place. Right, whatever. So they go to St. Bart's. And um, they said they really love to go there and speak French because that's their native language. I think it's in, like, the French something. It's called the French something. One of those French islands. I don't know. No, that's New Orleans. What are you talking about? It's like the French something. I don't know. Um, 
and they went to go and speak French. And um, yeah, and then she talks again about how like, oh, your parent, the, you know, you're doing your kids a disservice by not teaching them a language. I'm like, all right, well, I mean, I blame you, mom. You didn't teach me a language, so I guess you did me a disservice. <laughs> According to Alex McCord, like, I don't know. Is cursing, is that a language or no? <laughs> I mean, you could teach your child curse words in a different language. But I don't teach cursing. I teach not to curse. I just want you to know I'm a perfect mother, just so you know out there. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to curse into the mic now and make this an explicit mother episode. No, I'm just going to make an explicit episode now just to prove that that's not true. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, okay, mother yeah let's not go there <laughs> um well, that's but my favorite curse okay but what i don't I... know i just think like when it's, it's just effective yeah and that's the one that you say the least but okay no, anyway I, I don't yeah because i'm not a big cursor you know that all right anyway whatever um okay you after yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah the, the husband is an uh, australian man and he wears a speedo as a bathing suit now Back in the day, um, this is unacceptable. No, back in the day, it was made fun of, but I feel like now it's like not as weird. But in 2008, that was definitely like not a thing to wear a speedo for a bathing suit. But again, he's Australian, so I don't know if that has something to do with it. But I feel like that it doesn't isn't... seem Australian. No, but like that's not American, at least. Like we always wear. He doesn't really have that real Aussie accent. Okay, but he's still from there, still raised yeah, there. I know, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, but um, basically, uh, yeah, that's that's their thing. They're not going to the Hamptons, so they're not with the rest of the group. And um, then we go back to Ramona, and her daughter is embarrassed a lot. And um, the daughter gets these confessionals about how embarrassing her mom is, and she says her mom and her friends do stuff that's unladylike. And Ramona jokes about how her daughter um, acts like her mother, like it's like roles reverse. But it's sort of funny that uh, Ramona says that because I've said when I first saw watch Ramona, I'm like, she acts like a teenager. So when she says that her daughter, her I think she was 12 at the time, acts like her mother, it makes sense because when you have a mother who acts like a teenager, right, I think it would make sense that your daughter acts like your mother. Yeah, because, you know, your role as a child is changed. And do you want to act like your mom? I don't know. Yeah, and also, like, I mean, I guess I can, I mean, not to, like, go back to my only child thing, but Avery is an only child, you know? So she's probably, like, you know, I don't know. Like, I feel, for me, if I had a mom who acted like that, like, I don't have anyone else to be like, oh, yeah, she's weird, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, you only have yourself. You Like, you don't have anyone else who, like, shares a parent, right? So when your mom's being embarrassing and acting like a child, and you're also a child, you're sort of just like, I'm just going to get out of here and film confessionals talking bad about you. Oh, <laughs> uh, who? The child has confessionals? Yes, that's what I was saying. Her confessionals were oh. funny, making, just calling her unladylike and everything. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just think that, uh, what's her name? Avery. I feel bad for her because it's like, you know, for me, right, I just wouldn't like these these parents of hers. I'm not judging them as parents, but 
it just seems that they're very much into still the whole New York City nightlife and the Hamptons and the tennis and the, you know, whatever they're doing. And they're talking about like, like, what would they say? Like foreplay and like, you know, sexual stuff in front of a 12 year old, you know, like it's just very, it's cringy. Yeah, totally inappropriate. Yeah. And that's when she walked away and was like, oh, I got to go. Like, around that time. Because I think the, oh, they were, I think they were talking about the tennis guy and the, the really, it's the friends, too. You know, it's not just Ramona. Like, I think, like, Ramona's fun, though, you know. But. She's fun, but, like, it's inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, what was the part where the friend kept trying to push her into the pool? Yeah, that's, that's the same time. So strange. That, that whole scene was odd. Yeah, it was weird. And then they really... Like, this woman is chasing after Ramona. And she will not rest until that woman is in the pool. Yeah, it was weird. And then they, like, they got upset at each other at one point. The dog went in the pool. It was just... It was chaotic. Like, it's again, something that a woman with a 12-year-old would not do. The daughter's just like, I'm out. Yeah, like, peace out. You're going to talk about all that stuff, adult stuff. And, yeah, it's just weird. Um, but then we go to Alex, who she's in St. Bart's, and she's shopping with her husband for a opening night at the opera. Now, I don't even get me started. The husband, okay, is shopping with her, and every single outfit, he gets a confessional. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. It's like, I don't need to see this man in a confessional talking about how great his wife looks in these clothes. Like... Just show her or just say one quick thing like we like to shop clearly because they leave and they spent almost a hundred thousand dollars and he says they bought twenty-three items. Like, okay. I don't know. I just was just like sick of it. It went on for way too long, too. Like they said they were shopping for hours. And I was like, I felt like we watched all of it. Like I, I really it felt like a big chunk of that right, scene. Right. There was a lot. We saw every outfit she had. We know how much they spend, basically. Spent, basically. And, uh, yeah. It was a nice afternoon for um, Alex. Yeah, it's nice for them, but it's not nice for me. Here's the thing. Obviously, this is when Housewives is more documentary style, but not interested. I'm sorry. And... Like, I get the whole, like, oh, my God. But it was very, like, he was hyping her up the whole time. It was honestly weird. Like, he was just like, oh, gorgeous. Oh, like, I, and then they keep giving the man confessionals. I don't hear. Let me just say this. Because I'm noticing it in the very first episode of Roni. Um, I don't want to see your men in confessionals. Ever. Not even in 2022. And I will say the only time recently that I was okay with one of the house husbands getting confessionals was PK. And the only reason I was okay with P PK getting a confessional this season of Beverly Hills was because what happened with his wife, you know, getting um, robbed like that, you know, the, the home invasion. So other than that, no, I don't want to see your husbands in confessionals. I'm not interested. You're not a cast member. And, you know, recently we even had the Real House Husbands of New Jersey complaining that they don't get paid for confessionals. Well, yeah, you should not get paid because I don't want to see you in them anyway. You know, like, seriously, I don't want to see 
these men in confessionals and the New Jersey husbands are complaining, oh, we don't get paid for the confessionals. Yeah, you're not a cast member. What a vast difference between the two cities. But, okay, so Sean doesn't want to see any husbands in the show because it is called Housewives. No, that's not what I said. I said I don't want to see any husband confessionals, period. There's way too many, like, men on this show, on these shows, which, listen, I'm not saying you shouldn't be married. I just don't want to see them. It's not called The Real House. Like, here's the thing, um, because there's another show called um, Love and Marriage. Um, Love and Marriage, whatever, it's a franchise, right? So um, there's Love and Marriage is about husband and wife. That makes sense, you know, like that the husbands have confessionals. They're cast members. It's called love and marriage. It's not called housewives. But if you're on housewives, I don't want to see these men in these confessionals. Like I said, even on The Real Housewives of New York, uh, New York City season one, episode one, these men are getting confessionals. No, thank you. And um, back to New uh, because this is like what's going on. It's still going on, obviously. Uh, all these years later with the New Jersey house husbands, they're upset that um, I don't even know her name, but Teresa Judice's daughter got confessionals or whatever, because she's thirsty and stuff. And like, she was filming confessionals for the um, most recent season. I think she's like 21 years old now. Um, and allegedly she got paid like $50,000 to film confessionals this season. On the New Jersey. And the husbands were like, oh, my God. Sean does not agree with this whole thing. No, because here's the thing. Um, to me, if what's you're not. It, what's your opinion, Sean? To me, we'll go back to Alex in a minute. But to me, if you're not a friend of the show, if you're not a full-time cast member, I don't want to see you in the confessionals. I don't really care. Like, seriously, not unless, unless it's really necessary, you know. You are nothing. No, it's not even that. It's like, I don't need your commentary. You're not a cast member. You know what I mean? Like, the girl, uh, Teresa's daughter, is, like, getting allegedly $50,000 for filming confessionals. Uh, girl, how much did you, like, how many hours did you film? Because that's crazy. Like, some of these women don't even get paid $50,000 a season. And you, because your your mother is on this show, okay. you get paid $50,000 okay. for filming. Yeah, no, like, absolutely not. And the husbands, I'm sorry that you're complaining. But, yeah, it, is it ridiculous that she's getting paid $50,000? Yeah, allegedly. But you shouldn't be being, being paid either. I'm sorry, your wives are in the Real Housewives franchise. They get paid, especially in New Jersey, they get paid like a million dollars, some of them. Okay. Like Teresa gets paid a million dollars a season, Sean right? Feels strongly about this. I can see that. No, I like I don't mean to go off topic, but like you your wives get paid for housewives pretty well, a lot of them a million dollars. And you're complaining that you don't get paid to show up to a studio and film confessionals? It's right. stupid. This is housewives in New Jersey. Yeah, but like, yeah, but it all ties into how even in 2022, we're still seeing people like Simon, who are husbands in the confessional. No, thank you. Stay at home. Done. Yes, that's all I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, back to Alex and Simon back in 2008. Yeah, the man, we did not need to see you go in 
talking about every single outfit. Oh my God. And no, what's so funny to me is that, I mean, I get it because like when I shop, sometimes that happens to me too, but a hundred thousand dollars is not in my bank account and I'm not spending that much in one sitting. Um, but they said they wanted to go shopping for a night at the opera, opening night at the opera. And you leave with a hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff and 23 items. That to me was crazy. Definitely. Yeah, no, that was that was a little too much. But um, <laughs> moving on to yeah. Luann, I mean, basically, we talked a little bit about before about this dog that she paid $1,800 for because the, the family dog died or whatever. <laughs> and um, I, I have to say this scene, I mean, mind you, can we just talk about how beautiful Luann's house is in the Hamptons? I mean, that is like such a nice house. Oh, yeah. I mean, it looks so cozy and obviously by the beach. It so much reminds me of the Hamptons because we've we've gone there ourselves. So it's just that whole. I don't know. I just love that um, when they were all sitting on the couch with the kids. It just reminded me of the that Hamptons type of house. And very cozy and everything. Yeah, and I mean, the pool alone was like, you know, insane. Um, but I found it funny because obviously they have this new dog and everything. And uh, the housekeeper was, I feel bad for the housekeeper. Um, I mean, she's complaining about how basically she feels that the dog will be taken care of by the children for like a week. She's going to give them a week, which is fair. But a week later, she feels that um, basically uh, she'll be taking care of the dog. Um, base, uh, she explains okay, how. Let me uh, interject. Okay. Sorry. Um, but this happens to not only the housekeeper, but to every mom out there in this world. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Thank but you. but it's not even the mom. It's the housekeeper. Like Luann could have done it, but whatever. Um, I guess that's her job. To me, though, I'd be mad because they were talking about how the other dogs pee and poop all over. Ugh, like, I can't even talk about it. Um, to me, that, like, as a housekeeper, I don't know what her job description is, but I'm like, I was not paid to walk this dog, was I? Am I paid to clean up um, their feces and stuff? No. So I, I feel bad for her. Like, let that woman, to me... No, I would let the son clean it up. You wanted another dog, and the husband wanted to give him another dog. You go clean up that she feces. Said she said she does make the kids do that in the beginning, and then she ends up always doing it. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, she gave him a week. But it's like, that's the whole thing. You're excited because it's a new dog, and you do want to clean up their feces. But then you find out 10 years down the line, oh, yeah, I've had you 20 years. I don't really want to take care of you anymore. Chop, chop. Let's get the housekeeper. Yeah, you know what I mean? housekeeper. Yeah, exactly. But she seems like a nice lady. I mean, I, these confessionals, though, that this housekeeper is giving are funny because that's something that I doubt we'd ever see on. That's what I'm saying is one of the things that is so interesting about watching the old school housewives. That's something that we probably never see on Housewives now is a housekeeper getting a confessional like that to me alone is really, really interesting that to see. That would be great if they did that now. I mean, maybe we should call Andy Cohen and be like, why don't we have the real housekeepers? Oh, that would be <laughs> wonderful. Because, I mean, come on, imagine. You like know, They would have too much dirt. 
<laughs> not even dirt. I just want to see. Literally and figuratively. No, I just want to see. I want to hear because seeing her, and I'm sorry I'm blanking on your name, Luann's housekeeper, but girl, I don't know it, where you are now. I'd love to talk to you because I don't know how to get your number, but I'm sure you worked for that family for years. I know that her children are now grown up, but um, I don't know what you're doing today, but you were giving confessionals. Relaxing somewhere. Hopefully on a nice beach. Yeah. But seriously, you were giving confessionals back in 2008, and we appreciate you because, like I said, never have seen that on Housewives before. Probably won't ever see it again. And um, so then we go, which is really um, the last uh, bit of this episode is Jill which was, you know, the big storyline in the episode. Will Jill send her daughter to fat camp? Detox center, whatever you want to call it. Will and the husband approve? Will the husband approve? So she does decide to send her daughter to this detox center fat camp thing. And it's in Martha's Vineyard. If you don't know what that is, like, that's like very nice. Right. But very nice place. And, um, Instead of, like, being a normal person and, like, just going there, she decides to have a private jet take the girl to the Martha's Vineyard Detox Center, okay? And uh, she said she's spending a lot of money. I mean, just a private jet to take her there alone is probably a lot. But she's spending a lot of money to send her there. And um, basically, the husband approves. And then the daughter's talking about how she... Oh, the daughter's talking to her aunt, um... You know, her mom's a college friend, right? Basically like an aunt. And um, they're talking about her relationship with her stepdad. And now that she knows that the stepdad is paying for this expensive detox center, um, like what should she do? Because she's explaining to her aunt, like, oh, I'm not close to him. But she is such an awkward dynamic because she's like, yeah, I mean, he probably spent like six figures. God knows, maybe a little less on this. So she should thank him, but she just doesn't really know how to thank the man. She's like 14 years old, right? Yeah, she's 14, so it's fair, but she's like... I know, their relationship is so awkward. Yeah, it's very awkward, but she's basically just like, um, what do I do? Like, so the aunt basically just is like, yeah, I mean, just go thank him. Just say thank you for paying for this. I like the daughter, because she's not snobby or anything like a lot of teenagers, and... You know, she's got this stepfather, and she's she's shy herself. Yeah, I I do like the stepdaughter uh, too. I think it it does seem like something. It does seem like fourteen year old problems, but um, it's fair. Like if you have a stepdad who paid a lot of money for you to go somewhere, right? It's normal to be like, do I say thank you? Like, yeah, you go and say thank you. But um, the aunt had advised her to go and hug the man. She did not do that. She just goes up to him and says, thank you for sending me to fat camp. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, that is so pushy, like, with the hug. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't even, yeah, I don't think the hug, I don't think we even got to that, even though she was told to do it. The aunt said that? The aunt said, go hug him? Go hug him? Yeah, go hug him and thank him. I mean, he probably, he th- spent thousands of dollars doing this, so she should thank him, but, um... I mean, this seemed to be something. If I didn't do it, my your mom would kill me. So there was a no-brainer there. Yeah. But the whole thing is that she herself apparently went to fix arthritis, which you need to be sent to detox center for <laughs> yeah. to lose weight, apparently. Apparently, losing weight helps arthritis. I, don't, I still don't understand this. 
um, detox center thing. But yeah, this was definitely an interesting pilot. I would say just because, um, I mean, so far we have watched only two pilots. This is the second pilot we watched. And um, I would say that this one was definitely different, definitely interesting. And um, I mean, obviously the Real Housewives of Orange County was a little longer. You know, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, two years before. So it was definitely different, but in a good way. You know, I thought it was very interesting to see like our hometown, you know, um, well, not our hometown, but and close our, by. Uh, our, I mean, our type of people. Our type of people. And they were definitely an interesting type of people. And we're excited to see them in the future. So New York, it was fun. But we're moving down south to Atlanta. The next episode will be season one, episode one of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Now, I'm pretty excited for this one because you know who's on that season. It's the Nene Leaks of Atlanta. And um, we're looking forward to the next city. I'm going to miss my hometown, New York. All right, calm down. (laughs) But we'll see you guys next time. We'll be talking about the peaches. Don't forget that The Real Housewives of Miami Season 5 premieres this Thursday, December 8th on Peacock. And we will be watching and we will be covering it. And I'm so excited because The Real House of Miami has been a surprise, a pleasant surprise, I have to say. It's definitely produced differently. It has a different vibe to it, a good vibe. You know, it's not as dark because people love to say that the new housewives are dark or the new housewife seasons are dark. So I'm definitely excited to be covering Miami this season. This will be the first season in 2022 that we are covering because you already know that we're covering the old season, season one of each franchise. So we're definitely excited to be covering, you know, one that's current and airing right now. Yeah, definitely. Let's, um, let's go Miami. Let's go Miami. And hopefully we won't go MIA while we're covering Miami. Thank you for listening today to the I Might Listen But I'm Not Interested podcast with Kathy and Sean. (laughs) 